0: Hi guys, welcome back to another How A&J End Their Day. I'm Jay. And I'm A. And we are ready to end our day. So I think we have a... Well, I guess... Should we apologize for, for the hiatus first? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's been very difficult to coordinate schedules, even though we live in the same house, 48-7. and um, We've been busy, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's been tough with everything going on and work schedules and everybody and their grandmother in our house is, is on Zoom. And um, just been tough. But we thank you. Um, for sticking with us And in particular I want to give a shout out to Matt um, We thank you for listening And being a, a loyal listener And with that I think we should get into Tonight's topic What do you want to talk about tonight?
1: Um, I would like to talk about What has been going on in the world In the month of June new year 2020 and we have heard a lot of things, seen a lot of things um, and now are taking action on those things that we have seen and heard um on the lives the innocent lives that have been taken um due to racism and um the movement, the protests of Black Lives Matter, um, has been going on and continues to go on and it's not just a couple states here and there, it's it's actually the whole world.
0: Protests in all fifty states and a bunch of other countries. I can't um New Zealand, Australia, Paris, those are the ones that I actually remember.
1: Yeah. So, um we we have a lot to say, but we can't say it all right now. Um we we'll probably have to break it down, but um our family, um my husband is an educated black man. Um I am Mexican American woman, um, similar to Salinas. Really, <laughs> a bitty bitty bomb bomb. Really, uh, do the
0: washing machine right now. <laughs> do the washing machine right no, now. No, in the middle of the room.
1: No, that's that's not a good idea. Um, we won't we'll get the podcast done. Anyway, wow, <laughs> you know it's true, um. Our children, they are biracial, um, and they say, you know, whatever the father is, the child is, so they can um, be considered black children as well. Am I right?
0: You're right. I'm
1: right. So um, we want to ask you guys, and and we're going to share with you um, as parents, but you know how do you talk to your children about this you know how do you talk to your children about racism how do you talk to your children about police brutality how do you talk to your children about you know the 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 risk that comes with just being black and being brown or being a person of color like how do you have these conversations with them and this is something that you know it's not new um this is not just a 2020 thing um this has been happening years upon years upon years upon years upon years upon years and i can go on and on and on
0: yeah martin luther king had a dream mm-hmm. and we're still fighting the same injustices that he spoke about yeah. um just to put into perspective for for, for some people and i can Go further than further than that, About but forty years ago, long time ago. Well, she's counting on her fingers right now. Sorry,
1: <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, but it, like you said, it's it's still unfortunately really relevant today. Um, the in the the injustices that are going on. And so, you know, as parents, um, even if our children weren't biracial, we would still have to have this conversation. Um, but our conversation is different because we have children of color. Um, and I encourage all parents, it doesn't matter where you come from or what color of your skin all parents should sit down and have a conversation with their children about what is going on because it's so important Um, because they are seeing things they are hearing things and they don't know how to put it together they don't know how to process it Um, so I think in my opinion I think you know parents really need to sit down and have a conversation you can't just leave it up to you know someone else to do it um it also needs to come from the parents um but anyway so we have had a conversation with our daughter um you want to talk about that conversation
0: um Where, where do I start? Just interject where, where, where you can. Mm -hmm. The first piece that I remember is our daughter saying, "Why is everyone talking about this? Why do people keep talking about it?"
1: She was in tears when she asked this and she had just come off a zoom call um for school because they're just distan- their distance learning and um you know this as educators you know this is a conversation you have with your students can't ignore it um or pretend it's not happening because it's relevant so they have a conversation in cl- in class via Zoom, and this was kind of post-conversation that we were um having with her after this conversation.
0: Okay, so she comes downstairs, and one of the first things that I remember her saying is, everyone is talking about this, and all my calls, all my Zoom meetings, everyone was talking about the same thing. And I, I don't know why, because this was over a long time ago. And one thing I had to explain to her was that there are still, and I didn't say it in this way, but I said to her in all so many words, there are still racial tensions that are going on. And although not segregated anymore there's still a lot of injustices that are going on in our that's going on in our communities that was one thing Mm
1: -hmm. because she thought you know through her history and through you know school that you know segregation had ended you know we're all together she goes to a school where there are all kinds of races and And children of different colors and religions and backgrounds all coming together to learn. Um, So she, you know, she was kind of in her own little bubble where she just thought everyone was getting along and and what the world should be. So.
0: And then she also trying to get all her points straight in my head and then she also mentioned that she was afraid Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that something would happen to me Mm -hmm. and she began to cry about that and I explained to her I said listen I I am not going to put myself in a position where I'd be hanging around the wrong group of people. And what else did I say? And. um was trying to reassure her that, that nothing you would happen. And that I. am
1: putting your hands on you know, steering wheel and doing what they.
0: Yeah. And I, I know how to respond because whether. Well, you know that for our listeners, there is a protocol that some young black people are taught, mm-hmm. and I am one of those black people who were from an early age I don't know how young, but it was a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, I was taught that when a police officer says anything to you, you stay quiet, you say yes, you say no, you keep your hands on the steering wheel, um,
1: you tell them what you're doing. Yeah. You're reaching into the glove
0: box for your ID. Oh, I, absolutely. There's been many times where I've been pulled over because I I've driven nice cars, and um, and I've been in in and out of neighborhoods where you typically don't see someone like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be honest, and in those neighborhoods, I've been pulled over and. The question I frequently got was, or frequently, or the question I was frequently asked was, Where are you coming from? Where are you going? And then they see my ID. And at the time I was living in Bridgeport. Well, if you're in Bridgeport, if you're, if you're living in Bridgeport, what are you doing all the way out here? You know, and I could be in anywhere. I don't even want to throw it in towns, but in certain towns in upstate Connecticut. Um. And I was taught to just answer the questions, say where you're going, say why. You know, hey, I was visiting a friend, or I'm I'm out here on business, or whatever it is. Um, and then also before when it asked for license and registration, you know, I have my hands on the steering wheel. You know, twelve and two or whatever it is, and I have to say to the police officer, I am reaching into my glove box, that's where my registration is, or that's where my ID is, or whatever else you need from me is in the glove box. Is it okay with you if I reach into the glove box? And and I say this to them all the time, and I kid you not, every single time, the cop pauses, shines their flashlight directly on my hands, shines it directly at the glove box, keeps it on the glove box, and says, okay, go ahead and do that slowly. And this has happened to me multiple times um and that's just following the protocol you know that's one piece of how I was raised and how to deal with police officers um so i was explaining to my daughter that i understand the protocol and i understand how to speak with them and um and then also not all cops are bad you know i explained to her that there's He's like, oh so but why is this happening and, and and why are the cops doing this and 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 so on and so forth and I had to and I had to explain to her that the same way you have good people in the world and you have bad people in the world, you have good cops, you have bad cops. And a uniform, and I think I gave her this analogy, you know, if I'm good and I put on a uniform, am I still good or am I bad? And she says something like, Oh, well, you're good I said, Well, if I'm bad, And I put him on uniform. Am I still? Does that change who I am? And she was like, "No." And I said, "Well, there you go. You know, you have good. You have good cops. You have bad cops. These are bad people who became police officers, and now they're using and abusing their authority." Mm
1: -hmm. Now in my head, I'm like, "Okay, he's trying to, you know, reassure her, not make her freak out and worry," but in my head I'm like, you can put it on ten and two all you want. There may be one that doesn't care that you put it on ten and two and pull you out and you know, you never know, unfortunately. And that's as a wife, <laughs> that's the scary part for me. Um and I think now I I'm I'm calling you a lot more. I'm FaceTiming him, everybody. Like I need to see him and make sure he is okay like you went what would you uh you went out he went out to fill up the gas tank for the lawnmower and he took a little bit longer than i anticipated so i'm calling him i'm facetiming him he's like, i'm three seconds away from the house i'm like okay just making sure you're safe like you i worry you know and and she's she's getting there too and we shouldn't have to worry you know the police should be there to protect and serve and there are some great ones out there that are protecting and serving and you know you just got to weed out the ones that aren't doing their job um and then for me you know we're having this conversation with our our 9 year old soon to be 10 year old daughter um for me you know I was watching some videos on Instagram and you had to come rescue me because I I was watching this particular video where you know these beautiful black children of all different ages were sitting in a chair and their parents were sitting next to them and they were basically reciting what to do when pulled over by an officer or when having an encounter with an officer.
0: That's the protocol.
1: Yeah, it's the talk. That's what it's called. It's the talk. Some people, you know, the talk is that sex talk, but there's another talk where you have to sit down with your children who are of color and have the talk about how, you know, people aren't going to accept you because of the color of your skin and, you know, what to do and how to handle it and i just broke down in tears i couldn't even watch the whole video i broke down in tears my husband was like what is wrong with you <laughs> like it just was so overwhelming and I, I i can't even really put it into words like you know, my heart is for children. I am pursuing, you know, to be an educator. Um, and just to see that those, that's what they're learning. That's mm-hmm. what they're being taught. Yep. It's heartbreaking. And that's what you and I have to teach our children. Our children of color have to have the talk. And... I was talking to someone else, um, there's a movie on Netflix and I believe it was a play too called American Son with Kerry Washington, um, where she, we watched it, um, a while ago where her, they oh. were looking for her son, Yeah. um, and the dad was white and she was the black mom and, you know, he was biracial, considered black, um. So forth and so on it, it, if you get a chance, watch it. Um, it has all kinds of different racisms in it. Um, is racism word? racisms yep. well, it is now yep, sure is. <laughs> um and we watched we watch we watched this video together at home, and you know, it kind of struck us it was very um kind of hit home for us, but I didn't cry. It was, the ending was sad, but I didn't like. It takes a lot for me to like cry in a movie. The last movie I cried in was Lion King, and I was like, what eight? Um, oh, uh, no, I think I cried in the Notebook too. That was, I was another saying, one that yeah, kind of. I've seen you cry. <laughs> but it takes a lot for me to like cry in like a movie, but I didn't cry in this one. But like, we had a we had a big deep conversation after this movie. Um, so then, fast forward. We had to watch it um, as part of a professional development at work. And so, you know, I'm, I am, um, you know, playing this movie for some co-workers. I had a group that, you know, I was working with um, and I watched it again and I could not control my tears and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, get yourself together. You're at work. They're like, I don't like crying in front of, like, people I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I just, it hit me so differently. And I'm, like, you know, self-reflecting, like, why? Why is this hitting me so differently? Why Why does this, like, feel like this, like, tight, tight knot in my chest? And we just had a son. We just had a son. And he is a black boy in this world and it's different it, it's different um you know he is the cutest little thing and you know I've seen um protest signs of little beautiful black boys holding signs saying when do I go from being cute to a threat when do I go from being handsome to a threat and that hurts my heart. Like our son is gonna grow up into a black man, and w- will we have to have that talk? Absolutely. 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 Um. And that hurts. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Um, you know, we had to have it with our daughter. We had to sit down and talk with her and we, we, one thing I love is that she, she's like, I need to say something or I need to talk to you guys about something and, and we're there to listen. It's so important, you know, to listen. Um, so she, she's good with, you know, coming to us with any concerns or any questions. And and now it's like, whew. We have a son we have a black son that we're gonna raise in this world and with what everything that is going on you know everything that we've seen in the media um, just the different stories and lives that were taken so innocently just for being black Um, it's heartbreaking if I continue I'll probably start crying right now. Um okay. I, I, I don't know if you have anything to say and you know, no, we're not we're not okay, you know. Um, as a wife, as a mom, it it's it's a burden. It's a burden and, you know, I'm grateful, you know, that I have faith in God and I'm grateful for his strength. I'm grateful for the fact that I can pray and ask him, you know, to cover you and to protect you and to cover my children and protect my children. Um, And I really pray that that change will come. You know, I really pray that, you know, with everything happening in this world, that you know the protests and the voting and the action that is being taken for Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm I'm praying that you know it it changes so that you know our son and our daughter can grow up in a world with a little less hatred in it. Mm-hmm. Um, can it be dissolved completely? I honestly can't say. It can um, or will, Um, but we can educate them now, we can cultivate love now, and we can allow it to grow um, empathy, um, understanding, and just, you know, knowledge. I think that's important, Um, and that's the hope that I have, that's the hope that I have, and it's important. It's important to know that black lives do matter. my children, my husband, my family, my friends they matter, they matter, and so, um I think that's all I really have to say. I don't know if you wanna say anything else, but you know you have to have these conversations with your children, no matter how uncomfortable they are. They need to be had. And as parents, you know, I find myself looking for resources, you know. I find myself educating myself um even more, you know. I you learn something new every time you reread something or go over something again or rewatch something. Um, so I think that's important too, is to, you know, educate yourself, find the resources and the ways to have these conversations
0: for those who don't have the resources and want to find them do you have any recommended resources
1: um i mean i i'm an educator so i'm constantly google search is kind of like my go-to um this morning i was on brain pop and there's brain pop junior just going over black history and what that is and um I know there's some books out, I don't have the titles and the authors offhand, um, but there's even, there's a, a whole bunch of children's books, and there should be more, um, but there are some children's books that, you know, talk about racism, we read one today with our youth, um, I don't have the title and the author, um, but basically it's very, uh, the point this is a book for kids about racism Um, I forgot who the author was Um, so I I just you know Google YouTube go through it first before you just don't just pick something and show your kids but you know go through it and you got to prepare yourself plan and have these conversations so And if anyone out there has some resources to share, please share them.
0: The book that we read to our youth today, I'll include a a link to it um, either in the description or below uh, this recording for anyone who's interested in in listening to it or or, or learning more about that book on racism. Um, It's. It's geared towards children, but anyone can grab the message from it. Um, and it may just be a, 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 it's a good starting point and a good conversation starter um, to deal with racism. racism. Oh, here we go.
1: By Jelani Memory. See, good old Google.
0: <laughs> can you repeat the title again?
1: A Kid's Book About Racism by Jelani Memory. So this was a good book, especially because the author was um, speaking about how he is mixed. His dad is black, his mom is white. Um, so that was a connection that our children made. And, you know, what race, racism is. Um, and I really liked it too because it it really brought a valid point of how racism isn't just this big act all the time it can be a small one whether it's a look whether it's a joke whether it's excluding you from something like just because of the color of your skin or where you come from so you know that was an important conversation that we had um and it it's it's a good conversation starter because it it started a conversation and you know we learned about what our children are experiencing themselves um in school and you know wherever they may be they've they've experienced different things already so um i guess to wrap it all up just you know we want to encourage you have these conversations have these conversations with your children about what's going on what they can do they have a voice um share their experiences, what to do, how to react, what's the best way to react, um, so we can teach them, so we can protect them, so we can empower them, and we can make that change and let them know that they matter.
0: I think, to your point, change comes with education, change comes with having these conversations, and. Having conversations and open dialogue, um, not just in the black community, but having a gathering of minds from different backgrounds, from different—and um, when I say backgrounds, you know, socio socioeconomic backgrounds, you know, no matter where you're from— um, it's important to gather people to discuss these issues. I think once we can have open dialogue and continue the open dialogue, I think that's when we will begin to see improvement. Um, But it doesn't help to continue to tear one another down. It doesn't help to segregate from one another Um, and the rioting and the the looting of course doesn't help even though that's just a that's a minority of people that are actually doing that a majority of what we're seeing are actually peaceful protests Um, and you know and it's, it's needed it's needed to open up the discussion And to continue that. Um, So before I go any longer, I just want to say thank you for listening. And um, stay safe. And to echo my wife's statement at the end, you do matter. Good night, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow.